What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the Firewall Podcast, where we talk the latest and greatest cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shapers and glass cinema breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Times. What's up? What's up? What's going on? And Chris Abacon. What's going on, everybody? What is going on? So definitely continue to tune in throughout the weeks, Monday, Tuesday, topics, Wednesday, discussion, Thursdays, Ask SSP. That's where I sit down with someone and have a uh, interview about uh, what they do in the cybersecurity uh, community, as well as their origin story and things of that nature. Last week, I had a really good one with Alan Wesley, so definitely tune in for that one, where we talk about uh, a gender of AI and data management. Uh, and then this week, I have another one, uh, but just tune to all of them, right? I have a really good one with Darren King, uh, talking about CMMC 2.0. I have another one with Jeff Lodick, talking about his journey. So we've had we've been blessed over the past couple of months. That's really good. Uh, interviewees on the show. So I hope to continue that throughout 2024. But without further ado, I'll give it to Shannon. All right, everybody. So this article is from federalnewsnetwork.com, written by Justin Doubleday, and his sister directs agencies to shut down vulnerable software products, right? So uh, they had it come up recently. Uh, there was a supplemental directive that was released um, from CISA, and it tells agencies to disconnect all instances of Avanti Connect Secure and Avanti Policy Secure VPN products on the networks, right? And they only gave them a few days to make it happen, gave them a couple days, because um, there was a January 19th emergency directive from, from CISA um, telling them to, reme- to remediate the vulnerabilities in those products, right? So what ended up happening was they found some uh, major vulnerabilities in those products um, that exposed ice- that, that exposed uh, uh, some threats to the greatest degree possible, they say, right? So uh, this is privilege level access that you can get into it, right? Um, and when you have privilege level access, that's one of those things where you just you have the keys to the kingdom, right? Like you can run in and do some things. Now, they say that not a lot of uh, departments were affected by this, right? So um, with not a lot of departments being affected, like it, it seems like it was minimal, but it's one of those things where they're still collecting uh, information on this, right? So um Agencies are required to report back to CISA uh, um, come February 5th, right? So um, again, a little bit behind the scenes, we're recording a day before that, right? So um, by the time that you see this, the reporting deadline uh, will, will will have come and gone, right? But here's the thing with this. So we have it to where we rely on outside products all the time, right? When it comes to um, different departments in the in the United States government, the DOD, um, and this is what comes with it, right? So the fact that they found it is a good thing, right? But how much damage was done um, before it was actually discovered, right? But um, there are some things that are homegrown, right? Like there are tools that are that are made uh, in house uh, that some of these agencies use, but this is what you run into when you start using outside uh, outside tools, right? And this this is kind of the nature of the beast because you can't rely on uh, the federal government to fund um, the creation of different products and things like that. But the hope is that you catch it like we did here, right? And hopefully we caught it uh, in, in a good amount of time, right? Or it wasn't it wasn't exposed. Let me say that. It wasn't as exposed uh, based off the vulnerabilities that they caught. But, but they said that hackers had developed workarounds um, for current mitigations and detection methods and been able to exploit weaknesses, move laterally, and escalate privileges without detection, right? So they know that something has gone down, but they were very quick to say, all right, you got a couple days, here's the remediation, here's what needs to be done, right? So um, CIS is on top of it. They're trying to trying to make it to where 
we're all safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, with, with, with all the, with, and, they, and they don't specify which agencies were using it, right? Which agencies or departments were using it, which is a good thing, right? Because then it's a matter of hackers being like, all right, we know who to target now because we know who may have been using it. But um, yeah, this is, I mean, this is the world we live in, right? Like you try to mitigate risk as much as possible. Um, and they were doing the right thing, right? This is them using a VPN, right? Which um, which kind of helps when it comes to uh, navigating certain things and, and and certain things that some of these departments may have been doing, right? Whether they were three-letter departments, you know, DOD, whatever it may have been. They could have been out there doing some of the stuff based off, you know, some of the articles we've already reported, right? Like them being on the offensive. So maybe they were using um, Avanti VPN, you know, to go in there and do certain things. And uh, there's a vulnerability in there that needs to be taken care of, so... This this is this is the good and the bad, right? Like it's good that those tools are out there, but it's bad that you have situations like this to where now it's kind of a setback for for a tool that's being used um, through the government. You know what I mean? But again, you win some, you lose some. You just hope you win more than you lose, right? That's just kind of how it goes. But Chris, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I really um, when it comes down to utilizing software as third party stuff like that, really, it's it's the the fact that they self-reported this um, vulnerability and then that they're taking steps to uh, really secure this vulnerability, notifying their customers really shows me that there is a, there's a, there's a, there's an intense level of care um, that's being taken to ensure that their customers are taken care of, right? As to, you know, being ordered to shut down uh, or usage of such VPNs and things like that, that just comes with the business, right? Like no no software that you use is always going to be secure at all times, right? Even the biggest companies out there, Microsoft, Apple, they have vulnerabilities as well. So it just goes to show you that if, what's important is it's better to know that something is vulnerable and to be able to remediate it rather than, hey, the company's going to hide it, right? Because then they can get into, they can get into a lot of trouble with the uh, federal agencies, you know, not not on, you know, the the client side, but I'm talking um, judicial side, right? They could they can get in a lot of, uh, they can levy a lot of fines. Um, but, you know, more to the point of third-party software, really, I think what we can do, right? Like this is one of the situations that, hey, you picked a product, uh, agencies have picked a product, you know, they've already used it, they're kind of stuck with it. You know, you they can, somebody might say, hey, look, just implement Cisco VPN, right? It's, it's not that simple. It's not as simple as, hey, you've got that tens of thousands of potential laptops, you know, uh, remote devices that have this stuff installed. Hey, what, what does that usually mean? Oh, got to come back to the office, guys. You know, probably sucks for a lot of those guys, got to come back in. Um, but, you know, that's that's what we have to do to protect our, uh, their, our data. Um kind of back of my train of thought regarding uh installing different software it's not as it's not that easy to switch software right a lot of the times it's when you've got a current capability to switch or pivot to something else is just a huge undertaking and honestly it's anybody here that's ever been through um you know installs of any capacity whether it's you know a simple upgrade but you're talking an enterprise wide sweeping change so it's it's not as easy as um, simply you know installing new software. But Ivanti is a huge company, right? They've got um, various products, right? And I'm sure they've got a very capable you know development team that's working hard to ensure that uh, software is safe for all, really all users. Because um, if there's remember if there's vulnerabilities in one in one software, chances are there's probably vulnerabilities that other companies that haven't seen it just yet as well. 
right? There's there's these cross you can crosswalk some of this stuff throughout the, the industry and say, hey, oh look, there are ways that adversaries are getting into our products. They're getting into the secure environment. I mean, it's it's just it's just the nature of the beast, right? Like I mean, as Shannon said, you know, it's you win some, you lose some. But in this case, I think it's more of a win because it's a, it's a it's a positive, it's a proactive approach, and I definitely commend SZA for taking this action. Yeah, I'm in I'm in agreement. Uh, I think you brought up two points uh, that I, I would like to dive into. So, um, speaking of which, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. I always forget to say, um, shrink wrap code, right? Uh, being one of them. So, like, yeah, a lot of software shares a lot of the same DNA because why reinvent the wheel when you could just um, purchase or source code that works in this instance. So let's say that's the issue here. But the, the other part being um, uh, SZA's uh, uh, work in this area when it comes to supply chain attacks and things of that nature, uh, they really stepped it up. Uh, and I, I really appreciate that as opposed to having another sunburst where it takes weeks or months to finally correct the turn the ship, turn off the, uh, the bad application and then patch and service. It's more of or being more proactive. Like, yeah, this thing's out in the wild and how it was discovered, who's to say? Uh, I do like Shannon did uh, uh, some some alarms where sometimes it could be offensive. It could be that we are using this capability on other nations or other bad actors. And then we're like, by the way, also patch this. <laughs> we found the keys to the kingdom and we have some of these devices within our own environment, right? So go ahead and patch those and we're gonna continue to use and abuse them <laughs> elsewhere in the world, um, which I think is pretty cool. But in this case, who, who's to say? But a lot is being done on supply chain attacks and just controlling the supply chain in general, right? So uh, that reminds me of me and Chris were in Huntsville we, we talked to a gentleman and it was a very cool product where they're able to dive uh, pretty deep into uh, products, right? Like uh, he was able to show us where it's from cradle to grave. Like here are all the devices that are out there. Here's all the open source intelligence on those devices. Here are where the, the, man, the manufacturers are, right? Because uh, a router or a switch might have several different components from several different factories all over the world. And then all the way down to here's where the materials are being mined. I was like, that is mind blowing, right? It was just a spider web of information. So we can tell if something happens, right? There is a, let's say, uh, uh, civil unrest in the area. Like you may not be able to uh, source these, uh, these devices because it's being shut down all the way at the mine to, hey, you might not want this product because a specific component comes from China or some other near peer adversary and we don't necessarily want that to be within our devices uh and it was an entire like here's open source intelligence like there are people who actually are sitting there doing the research down to here is you know uh the the cradle of this product like it the 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 raw materials are being mined from a a, a chinese mine somewhere so i was like that's really cool i can't remember who was it was it was it boeing no it was it was deloitte Actually, it was Deloitte. Okay, yeah, yeah Deloitte, it was Deloitte. Deloitte. Yeah. yeah, so I, I remember specifically. Uh, I remember one instance they were like, "Okay, there's you've got a computer, right?" And then they look at the source of the the silicon and the mining source, right? They yeah. they can get to the granular of like which mine it came from in Africa or something. I'm like, I was my mind was blown yeah, at the level of detail. Really cool. Yeah, right? the guy we were talking to was uh, Air Force, right? At one point. 
There are a lot first. of yeah prior yeah. service prior yeah yeah uh, as we walked around the, the different booths it was at the uh, uh, Huntsville uh, National like, Cyber Summit. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So uh, I was like, that, that is really cool. So it's it's good to see that that's happening. So I'm sure it I has products or uh, intelligence to to uh, you know that either um, compare or rival, or they they may be uh, working with companies like Deloitte to to make it happen. But it's just good to see that that type of um, due diligence is being had now. Because like when the when the sunburst thing happened, like. I was I was a blue suitor and it wasn't necessarily my department, but I knew about it and I brought it up and they're just like, well, we can't pull the plug until hire says to pull the plug. And you're like, well, we know that this is an issue, but obviously the, the DOD is a big ship. It's hard to turn. But now you have instances like here, the CISA is just like, you have three days. <laughs> Push it through, right? You need agencies like that that can quickly flip the button because uh, yeah, like a lot of us may have the information, but we're not in charge, right? I'm not a CEO of, uh, you know, uh, my company necessarily to CISA and, and for having such quick intel and having the authority to tell people like, no, shut it down, cut, cut the hard line, right? Take the X. <laughs> so all good stuff. So definitely continue to tune in throughout the week. So Monday, Tuesday are topics, Wednesday discussion, uh, just like this one, Thursdays, Ask SSP. I have a really good one coming up. Uh, and then Friday's everything else, so movies, books, games, all that good stuff. So continue to tune in. It was all about the websites that go by our name. You can be a person at RyRy Security Guy. That's RYRY Security Guy. You can find me on LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Twitter, and Threads. And you, Chris? You can find me on LinkedIn, Chris Avacon. Last name is spelled A Bacon. There it is. Stay safe, stay secure. <laughs> Thank you.